Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hello and welcome to We Knows Parenting. My name is Peter McNerney. I'm Beth Newell. And we're back again to talk about our week. Beth, busy, 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 busy. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? We're recording. The air conditioning is off, and I'm pretending that it's not super hot in here. I have a higher tolerance for heat than you do. So uh, I feel okay. Very true. So this has been an irregular week in that is uh, Memorial Day weekend uh, when we are recording this. And well, it's a weekend after Memorial Day weekend. Correct. You're working hard. You're working on a big production. You have a full-time job. Uh, you've seen very little of your kids. And then for the Memorial Day, because you were busy, I took both our kids with my mom and dad uh, up to Massachusetts uh, to a beach house. And we had a little vacation. And you were all alone. It was amazing. I think our kids saw the time of their lives for the most part. Mm -hmm. I had an amazing house cleaning organizational rumspringa. (laughs) Uh, as soon as I left, I started getting uh, receipts, emails from Amazon for tools. I knew oh, Beth's well, working on a project. Well, you know what happened is that we have um, drill bits in our um, drill thing. Mm-hmm. And there were some broken ones, but they were still usable. And somebody threw them away. They're not there anymore. So I ordered some new drill bits because I was doing some house projects they're probably lost in the bottom of a bin somewhere. I certainly haven't thrown no, them away. I did a very thorough cleaning of a lot well, of things. Have you found my Nintendo Switch games? 
because I've lost them. That's not my problem. Ugh, it's all my problem. Um, and so what did you do? What did you work on while I was gone? Uh, well, you had um, a guitar hanging thing. Mount? A guitar mount on the wall that had broken off the wall. So I I rehung that on the wall. I patched up the hole where it had been and I painted up the wall. I'm so impressed I, you even found the paint. I threw out like four or five trash bags of clothes and belongings that I didn't think we needed anymore. You threw away so much stuff, but I can't figure out what's gone, which was so clear that we didn't need it. That's my trick. You're so sly. That's why I can't have any of you here when I'm doing that. You you need a full day to just sit and like, I picture you there with your eyes closed <laughs> in the space, like in a meditation pose, <laughs> just visualizing where you are, seeing it all like a superpower. No, that's not how it is at all. I... I just don't stop moving and suddenly I'm like, what's happening? I need to sit down. It's because I'm like moving around and like cleaning out a closet. And then I'm like, well, this thing needs to go over here. Oh, I've got three empty shoe boxes and all these things that need boxes. And now I'm like just running around the apartment. It's good. It's great. But you need, you're like Donkey Kong from Mario Kart (laughs) where you're the fastest one. But boy, it's a real slow start. And, it, and it's like, you need a long runway. Well, you so do, you need us out of the way you, so you have a full day and a it's half like, at least. It's sort of like Marie Kondoing, even though I've never done that, because I feel like... Like Mar- what? Marie Kondo is when you purge your belongings. Mm. But it's sort of... Marie Kondo? She's a Japanese woman oh, who wrote person. a book called The Art of Something. Throwing shit away? She's really into throwing shit away to to a much more anal extent than me. And she loves organizing things. And it's kind of funny because... You know how I will fold my clothes and then sort of lie my shirts on their side so I can see all my shirts lined up? Yeah, it's taken me several lessons to learn how to fold your shirts properly. But that's the kind of tip that's in her book, which I feel like I don't need to read because it's already my MO. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I did a lot of organizing, a lot of getting rid of stuff, and it feels much better in here. It sure does. For how long? I don't know. But right now it's great. Meanwhile... I had a good time. Uh, we went up there. It was very cold. And this is a very old house that my great-grandfather purchased in you know during however long ago. And uh, at one point, it was riddled with mold. And you went there and got so sick so a couple sick. of times. It has since been thoroughly demolded and dehumidified. Um, but we, we go up there, and the kids have a bit of a cough. And they get up there and the coughs get much worse to the point where they wake up every 20 minutes. Bryn is crying because his throat hurts so much from coughing so hard. And I am sharing a room alone with them. And I slept um, no longer than 45 minutes a stretch for two full nights. And Bryn got up and coughed so hard that he barfed all over the two of us. Um, And... It was rough, and I was alone, and I still was so happy that all of it was happening because I just pictured you being well-rested and happy, and that's what makes me happy these days. I'm so glad I wasn't there for that. I Even just him coming back and having like a fraction of that the other night, yeah. like, two, like two nights in a row, they both woke up a little bit with that, and it was like, I hate this. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, gender roles. This while you're working, I'm full. I'm full mom these days. Yeah, 
It's, but I like it. Well, another thing I think is funny is when we've stayed at the house together and I um, nearly had a breakdown because I felt like you were not watching our kids when Bryn was trying to run into the street. Yeah. And you uh, found him this time trying to walk down to the beach by himself. He thought I was at the beach, so he walked the road. But when we caught him, I was like, where's Bryn? Where's Bryn? He was like gone for two seconds. And we looked down the road and I saw him very carefully looking both ways on the street, thinking about crossing. And it was so heartening <laughs> to know, like he was doing what I told him to do, look both ways. Uh, the bad part was he was probably going to cross the street without me, which is not good. And he had a very serious talking to. That was another thing where being there, I didn't have to watch them as closely as last time. <laughs> but also, honestly, because you weren't there, I was probably looser watching them than I would have been if you were there because you have a less of a high tolerance for that. It's not really something I want to hear. I know, but I'm going to be honest. I mean, they were totally safe. And him running away was something that would have happened if you were there too. I don't uh, know about that. Nah, maybe not. Everything was fine. It was great. They got real dirty. <laughs> Wouldn't take baths. Oh, I totally forgot. The detail where Maven threw up all over herself in the car on the way there. Yeah, that's another thing that makes me happy to not be there. Um, it was the least smelly vomit I've ever smelled. It was just all apples. <laughs> it was like pink and almost adorable because it didn't smell. But Bryn, Bryn was like, Daddy! So happy going... Maven threw up. It's so yucky. Oh. <laughs> it was a weird ups- sort of is gloating. Is she upset or she was like... Oh. She was surprisingly chill. She's like, I threw up. Obviously, she was crying when she did it, but she recovered really quickie, quickly. And then she was just going, yucky, yucky, so yucky, <laughs> so yucky. I'm glad you and your mom were there for that because I feel like you're both very chill about things like that. We handle things. It's true. You say that, but I think part of it is like you just don't handle things. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, we handle it less thoroughly than you do about things. We don't stress about things, for better or for worse. (laughs) The two of us together taking kids up on vacation was a perfect combo. Because we're like, who needs to do what? We'll do it. No problem. Prod's a problem. Oh, this is terrible. Problem solved. Then we're over. Like, they'll get really sick and have hacking coughs, and that's just part of it. Yeah. And you know what? Everyone was fine. But the result is, I think we're going to throw away that old couch that makes you sick because it's full of decades of dust. I'm so excited. It's a real victory. Yay. This next segment is called Did You Knows? This is a segment where Peter learns and shares a parenting-related fact. Ooh, this is a this is a good one. This is a weird one. This is like so obvious, but someone actually did a study about it. This comes from the BBC. Uh, the headline of which was "Hospital Clown Images Quote Too Scary." <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read a little bit of this. Decorating children's wards with paintings of clowns to create a nurturing atmosphere could backfire, research suggests. (laughs) A University of Sheffield study uh, of more than 250 children aged 4 to 16 found that images were wildly disliked. 
I'm sorry, <laughs> widely disliked. Even some of the oldest children found the images scary. The researchers said the findings reported in a nursing standard magazine highlighted the importance of consulting children in hospital design. <laughs> Researcher Dr. Penny Curtis said, as adults, we make assumptions about what works for children. We found that clowns are universally disliked by children. Some found them quite <laughs> frightening and unknowable. Who are these adults making this decision for children? It's like people, it's like adults who don't know any children. Well, it also made a great point in here, which is if you actually, if you actually ask kids what they like, they tend to be contemporary images. You know, of course, you know, Spider-Man and mm -hmm. um, Elsa and all that, because that's relatable. But I feel but like clowns clowns have been known to be scary since I was a kid. But there was but way before us clowns uh the circus were more relatable things for kids and they understood like seeing a clown live there's comedy to it it's a physical thing when you take a still image of a clown it makes no sense and if you remove the context which most kids don't have context for like an earnest clown i mean it's, maybe if it's you, just if they're, they're, never... repeat, they're repeating old decor kids decorations and it's no longer makes any sense right and just clowns are just horrifying <laughs> i mean it especially without the context it's just a horrifying image also scary clowns are like it and clowns used in horror movies is more relatable to kids than seeing a clown presented earnestly. Right, but there's a reason clowns became a part of horror movies because they're just intrinsically horrifying. Like to to like paint someone's face in a way where the features are all distorted like that is just not Well, it's also a clown face is designed to be read from a 100 feet away. You know, it's <laughs> you're in a circus and they paint onto their face a very specific sort of one emotion. It's a very Commedia dell'arte thing mm. where it's, I'm the sad clown who fails in like a sad face. You read that from the back row of a circus and right. you have a story and you have a whole lot. And then if you lotso. bring your kid up close, they burst into tears. Yeah. It's like you ever go to a play. <laughs> it's like every high school musical backstage photo where <laughs> I have so many of these. Where just kids have such ridiculous amount of makeup on. Um, this is this is <laughs> well, high things. school theater makeup is not exactly the makeup that theater actors. It's it's true because it's so like, exaggerated. Aspire to it's so exaggerated, and it's probably in a really small theater where everyone can see <laughs> your facial features anyway. But you and I have talked about how like there's actors for TV and then there's actors for stage, and people who mm -hmm. are successful on the stage tend to have just larger features. It's true. They also have been trained to be a little more melodramatic to make it read to the back row. Like right. Musical theater is larger than life. Right. But there's very few actors that make the cross these days between like Broadway and movies. I think there are a, a bunch, but we don't know. But in, in general, I think it's less. But it's not like the 20s or whatever when like the biggest Broadway actor would definitely make it into a movie well yeah well that was a totally different ball game anyway oh, wow. clowns are terrifying if you are painting a children's ward of a hospital with clowns that's so What's cruel the, what is the matter with you more in this article they said certain kids when they were moved to a room 
with clowns, the more unfamiliar things they have around a certain, I'm getting the statistic wrong, but a certain number of kids assumed they were going to die. Oh no. Because they were brought into this room with just such unfamiliar oh, things. Oh my God. And it's, oh, like, you know, actually this reminds me of someone in my mom Facebook group, their kid was in the hospital and they were talking about, um, things that are really in high demand if you're like donating stuff to the children's ward. Mm-hmm. And the big thing is they want recognizable Disney characters. Those are in huge high demand, you yeah. know, Moana, um, Frozen, but it also like, I think princess costumes or like specifically princess stuff. Like that's the stuff kids want. They know stuff they know. So yeah. if you're going to donate to your local children's hospital or offer to paint a mural for Are them. Are you telling me that 1920s hobo clowns <laughs> with little bindles on sticks? Oh my God. These aren't poor in? kids. No, please do better for these sick kids. Um, if you have time <laughs> to donate or p- paint something, <laughs> give them something fun. <laughs> give them something they know. You know what I just found? I found a picture of me in my on my computer from when I was probably eight years old, and I'm at a birthday party wearing a Homie the Clown shirt, <laughs> which, which which is not crazy, but it's sort of crazy. That, it's weird because Homie the Clown is not for kids. No, who bought me that shirt? <laughs> did my parents give me that? Because if gonna, they did, they certainly didn't know. What I'm it guessing was. your parents didn't know the context. Did you have a urban myth growing up about? People going around in dressed up as Homie the Clown. For those of you who don't know, we're talking about a sketch with I think Damon Wayne's on in, in Living Color. And say, Homie don't play that. And he had a big sock with like <laughs> rocks in it that he'd hit people on the head with. So there was an urban legend that somebody was going around dressed as Homie the Clown with a sock full of rocks, just like, you know, murdering kids in the woods. We didn't have that, but I know Clown stuff is a common urban legend, but it's yeah. funny that your clown urban legend was specifically Homie the Clown because that's that. I mean, it was, I didn't read any article about. It. I was eight years old when I heard it, and I was but it's, terrified by it's it. An, I think it's an urban legend, but it's also real because there's been cases of real like men walking around in clown suits and like. There's something recently where that was happening. Yeah, that was happening on like Long Island or something. And just, I think it was just pretty random. But I think when we were kids or around that age, there um, was actually someone with a clown costume trying to abduct kids. I think that's, there's a, whether that's happening or not, somebody is telling that story at all times. But I think, I think there's a grain of truth to it. And then please write in with your murderous clown (laughs) local villain stories. We'd love to hear them. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Now it's time for We Knows Wins, where we discuss a parenting victory for the week. Beth, I see a twinkle in your eye. I feel like you have one. Okay. this I know this doesn't necessarily feel child-related, but as you know, we yeah, have, Everything is in our life. I know. We have a new couch and rug in our living room, I'm which sure is, is huge for us. Uh, we've had the same beat up couch for since we got married. So seven, eight years. Um, Most of the upholstery is loose or exposed or ripped. Yeah, in some our couch way. was torn apart and it was not looking good. And we replaced, we got the cushions reupholstered, but not the full couch because that would have cost $9 million. It's a full Frankenstein couch. So it was looking gross, but we. We were hanging on to it because our kids were little and they were just constantly like puking and rubbing peanut butter on everything in sight. Check our Instagram if you'd like to view most of our videos. See our disgusting couch. couch. We've got a new couch. It's pretty exciting. And so we got a rug to go with it. And it feels like a new milestone for us with our kids not being disgusting babies. They're Um, disgusting toddlers, but that's not as bad as disgusting babies. They're not. They're almost not even toddlers anymore. Bryn is not a toddler. Bryn is not a toddler. You know what? That's the first moment I've acknowledged that. That's the thing is we got this couch right around the same time Maven turned two. And so our kids are kids. We have kids. Yeah. Well, she's a toddler. Two is a toddler. Okay. But I think but she the wants, couch, she wants to be a big the kid. new couch and rug, what it symbolizes to me is we have kids and we don't have babies anymore. And that's exciting. My mom made a great point. I love the couch and rug. She walked in. She goes, what is it? 1976? Uh, she's like, I had the same couch in the seventies. <laughs> Your mom, um, what does he call it? What is it you call it? No inner monologue. Uh, yeah, Nim. Nim. Your mom has no inner monologue. She says whatever she's thinking, and it's refreshing because, as insulting as what she's saying might sound to you, you know there's not a lot of thought going into it in terms of whether it is insulting. So it's actually not insulting. Oh, she's very honest. She's not. <laughs> she is 
not insulting. Uh, she's not an insulting person. No, at all, she's she's not. She's honest. <laughs> but if uh, I yeah, if like that, she, if I heard that comment from someone else, I would be like, she, I would be like, oh, they hate it. But your mom, no. Oh no, she loves it. Um, yeah, I love. Um, I don't think my mom likes me talking about her on the podcast. But <laughs> I, I loved my mom's review of this podcast, which was. Totally unable to hide the fact that she clearly was not into episode one and two. <laughs> she was like, hmm, I don't know if I'd share that much about myself. And then loved episode three. She goes, this is great. Can you delete the first two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't. We have no idea what it is she finds so much more compelling about episode yeah. three. I'm not going to listen back and try to figure it out because... I didn't listen. I didn't go back, but I'm gl- I'm so happy she likes it. Um, but I don't know why three was so much better. If you agree, please write in and tell me why episode yeah. three was better. <laughs> oh, so that's your we knows wins is that we bought I, new furniture or that we're able to. I have think it's it. it's that we're able to buy new furniture. I mean, obviously, part of it is financial. I think we're at like a new stage in our lives where. You know, Buying a couch who doesn't ruin us. Spending money on anything doesn't ruin us. We got a good deal on that couch. We did. Oh, like we, here's did. a little trick for the couch is that um, there was a sale because it was like a holiday weekend or something. Yeah. And on Joybird, little plug for Joybird that does not sponsor this podcast. And but I, if you want to, Joybird, we love your couch. So they were they were doing they were running this promotion which i kind of didn't understand the um limitations of it and then i was going to order the couch and then i got distracted by our children and i didn't order it and then the next day i went to order it and the uh offer had expired there was like mm-hmm. a huge discount on the couch so i messaged them through the joybird site and i was like hey my kids uh distracted me and i missed the offer is there anything i can do cuz i just I just didn't want to pay full price for this couch. Yeah. Otherwise, I probably would have just waited like a couple months to the next yeah. time they were running a promotion. And one of their people just gave me a coupon code for the same discount. And it was great. Joybird, this is an enthusiastic <laughs> plug for your your merchandise yeah. and your customer service. And supposedly they do have customer service. It's like a one-year like trial of a couch and you can send it back. Can I also just say, so they delivered it. This is episode's not about our kids. This is about our couch. <laughs> they delivered the couch. People are tired of hearing about our kids probably. Yeah. You've, you're how many episodes? This is episode nine, eight. I don't know. Um, they delivered it and the gentleman who brought it in, put, assembled it. And right before he left, he's like, there's a hole in this. And there is a very tiny hole in the upholstery. And he immediately goes, Okay, we're going to send you a new one. You can keep this while we're sending it. And I was like, looked at it. And I was like, I probably wouldn't have complained. Mm-hmm. But boy, I'm so, how great is that? He could have just left. And he's like, no, this is, this I mean, shouldn't be like this. That's very nice of him. But I never got an email from Joy Bird to confirm that he said that. So I well, don't know if that's happening or not. But I know that the, I hole, the, the hole is not big enough for us to fully care. The hole is not big enough for for us to rescind our enthusiastic (laughs) endorsement of Joybird. (laughs) Who does not sponsor this podcast. Not yet, baby. Hashtag Joybird. (laughs) This is literally how we got a new car. (laughs) Yeah, send Uh, us some more furniture, Joybird. We really could use a a love seat. Yeah. We could. I really want to trash where we bought that last couch. I don't know if I want to make enemies with that company but boy that expensive I don't, we're not couch. gonna have any connections with that company again and i've heard other people 
hate on that company, which is Restoration Hardware. Restoration Hardware. Your couch kept breaking. The feet broke off of two of the things way too early. The upholstery fell apart. Anyway, Joybird! <laughs> Boy, I feel nervous that Restoration Hardware is going to come after us now. Well, they can stop sending us those 10-feet-long catalogs. Oh, yeah. Restoration Hardware sent... They sent a letter, they're like, we're going to save the environment by not sending you stuff all year long. So here is, no joke, half a foot thick stack of catalogs. Yeah, they send a lot of catalogs. That made me so angry. And half the, like one of those catalogs, which is like an inch thick, is like just nursery furniture, which... I mean, if you can afford to buy like brand new expensive nursery furniture for your new baby, kudos to you. But the rest of the world is just filling their bedrooms with hand-me-downs and cheap cribs. <laughs> yeah, you don't need an expensive crib. No. We're about to throw that thing away. I can't give, wait. Give your crib to somebody else. Somebody gave us a crib, and boy, that was great. It was wonderful. Woo! Joybird. Now it's time for Would You Knows? This is where we posit a parenting hypothetical to the other person, whomever is pitching. This got awkward. And You uh, just, should have let me intro this segment. Too late, baby. I'm going to give you a Would You Knows. This okay. is your third week in a row of a Would You Knows. I don't know if that's true. They might be out of order. So this Would You Knows comes to us again from the internet from Lizzie. Um, I, I just want to interrupt and say that I'm, I have dried blood all over me, and I don't know what it's from. What? I don't know. Is it your blood, or is I it our child's blood? I think blood? it's my blood. I don't know. We went to the beach today, so I guess I just uh, rolled into a seashell or something. Anyway, go ahead. Cool. Would you know? Would you know? Okay. Your child truly believes that they have magical powers. Example. I used to think that I was like Matilda, and I could move things with my mind slash eyes, when I would tell other kids they would make fun of me and not play with me, I really believed that I could, even though everyone told me that it was not possible. How do you kindly shut down magical powers with your kid when that's all they really want? Uh, you don't. <laughs> I Unless they're like, you know, doing unsafe things like jumping off. Well, of it sounds like they're getting ridiculed at school for being the weirdo. I still, I think you're, the parent should be the one to back them up on this, even if they're getting ridiculed. Okay, so you would say to, so Maven is five, and she goes, Mommy, I can move things with my mind, and kids are making fun of me because I keep telling them. I can move things with my mind, right? Yeah, you tell them. That's like all of the, all of our like iconic figures in media, I think, are like people who had some crazy ideas, but their parents were like, okay. Okay, so do you think uh, that Maven, if Maven said that, would you believe her, even though she's never been able to uh, produce an example? You know, I wouldn't necessarily believe her, but I would tell her I believed her. You know, okay, full disclosure, I have seen a psychic a couple of times. And I, I really love this woman, and she's I know great. You do. And she told me one time because you know, psychic culture, if that's a word, um, they're very into like power of positive thinking. Mm -hmm. If you dream it, you can achieve it, sort mm -hmm. of stuff. 
And she told me an example of this was like her son, who is like not the biggest kid in his class, really had a dream to be on the varsity football team. And she was like, that's not going to happen. But she didn't tell him that. And she was, so he would say things like, I'm going to make varsity. And she was like, okay, um, all right, well, let's just work on that. And so she went to the hardware store with him. They bought like a big tire, hung it up in their backyard so that he could practice throwing into a tire. He worked tirelessly. He, a lot of tires in there. Anyway, he... It sounded like he was not tirelessly working. He was tire-fully working. Yeah, but in spite of being like not a large kid... That joke was a C plus. He became... You know, he made the team. He became like a pretty good football player. He's like gone on to become um, a cop, and like he, she's she's obviously very proud of him. She's his mom. Great, I'm a hundred percent behind that. But I'll say there's a big difference with saying I want to be on the varsity team, which is plausible, <laughs> and I can move things with my mind. But how old is this kid? I, I don't think you need to. Well, this is coming from an adult who seems to have negative memories about being ridiculed for this thing. So, right, is but that, I don't, I don't think you want to put it in their, your kid's mind that the kids who are making fun of them are the ones that they should care about their opinions because they shouldn't. They should only care about their friends and like they should care about being kind to others. It's not like being an individual is not something they should be worried about reining in. Okay. I'm not saying I disagree, but I'm sure if if Maven said, I have magical powers, I can move things with my mind and was upset about it. Here's another example. You, as a child, Uh at the age of, I don't know, seven, told your mom that you wanted to be Jessica Rabbit for Halloween. Yeah. And you know what she said? She said, let's do it. I only have a blue dress and a blonde wig. Will that do? And I said, sure. And I went as Jessica Rabbit (laughs) and I looked I was just in drag. And now you're a star of the stage and screen. And that worked out for me. But again, dressing up as Jessica Rabbit, plausible. No, but dressing up as Jessica Rabbit in, I don't know, 1990 is... No, this is probably, yeah, actually probably 1988, 89. That's opening your kid to ridicule in the same way that letting your kids say they can move things with their mind is. I don't think anyone made fun of me. Because that story wasn't funny until I later when I remembered it. Right. And I think you're, you know, like, I think kids sometimes, and I I don't want to, like, victim blame, but I think sometimes kids set the tone for whether they get ridiculed. And if you are giving them more confidence, like, kids go after kids often who are bothered by being made fun of. So I think that's Mm -hmm. the thing you want to steer them away from more so than trying to alter their behavior to please other people. Yes, there's two things in here. I totally agree with the you shouldn't you should raise a kid who's confident enough to believe what they believe and not be dissuaded by bullies. That is easier said than done cuz it hurts. I but just, the, I, the other part <laughs> of it is is there a is there a danger to supporting delusion? Cuz I'm going to assume in this example that our child can't actually move things with their mind. See, that's where I disagree because I think maybe they can. <laughs> that that is the absolute core difference between us. Because I'm like, <laughs> well, obviously people can't do that, and you're like, don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> and I think that's also you, you. Anyone suggesting you can't do something, 
you, now your whole goal is to do that thing. I mean, boy, that's our kids. What's the harm? I think. Uh, Lizzie, please, please write in and tell us what was the harm. <laughs> do you feel like this should have been shut down? What did your parents do? I need to know now. No joke. Lizzie, your child sounds delightful, and I'd love to hang out with them. No, this is not her child. This was her. This was her? When she was a kid, she did this. Oh, well, then you sound delightful, and I <laughs> wish you would have been encouraged in that. I know, Lizzie. She is delightful. <laughs> but she also, she also seems like a little kid who believes she's Matilda. That's also part of her charm. I see no harm in that. You guys would get along. You know, I think I have to add one more thing. Okay. If this was a boy pretending to be a superhero and he said, I'm Superman, I can do blank, I don't think you would be inclined to shut him down at all. Well, what if it was Bryn saying, Daddy, I can fly. I really can. Can't I? Yeah, if you knew that was rooted in, um, again, a male superhero, I think you wouldn't think twice about it. But because this is a female character in media you somehow think that's crazier no 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 i reject that idea okay if bryn said to you daddy i can fly after watching a superhero movie you would say no you can't i would assume he's this is the thing i would assume in both situations that they were playing you know it's like make-believe and of course i'd be like oh yeah can you show me Show me how to fly. Right. So why shouldn't you be encouraged if you're modeling yourself after a female t- movie character? Well, the different. I mean, if if Maven came up to me and she was five and she says, Daddy, I can move things with my mind. I do the same thing. I go, oh, yeah? What kind of stuff? And I'm like, can you show me or is it only when I'm, when I'm not there? I think I would... The older they are, the more I felt like they truly believed this and they were concerned about it. That's where it turns into a different thing for me. Like she paints a picture of she believed this and was struggling and like feeling uh, some anxiety about it. I don't know how I'd handle that. I just don't think that the anxiety was because she really believed it. I think the anxiety was because she was being a kid and her parents were shutting her down on being a kid. Well, we don't know what they did. She doesn't tell us what her parents did. Well, anyway, I do think now that I'm thinking about this character and this power specifically, there is a um, gender discrepancy because I think boys are conditioned often to believe they can do anything. Okay. I would play along. Lizzie? I play along until... You can move things with your mind. Until I... Me, if they believe in Santa Claus, I'm never going to tell them Santa Claus isn't real unless they, unless they're, that's a great example. If my kids came to me, they said, dad, I heard some things at school. They said Santa Claus isn't real. And they were stressed about it. Like, is it true? I would, I'd be honest. I'd be like, no, it's not real, but you know, here's why. But if they are like, Santa Claus is real, right? I'd be like, yeah, of course. Right. Why? This to me, that would be the difference. If they were stressed about it and they like really were struggling, I would tell them the truth. They were asking me. If they asked me if it was true, I'd be honest. But if they were like, I believe this and I feel good about it, I would go along with it. Is one of our children crying right now? Yes. Oh, we try to do this during nap time. We did pretty well. 
We did 34 minutes. The rest of this will be recorded at another time. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Now it's time for We Knows News, where we check in with some child uh, child or uh, parenting news in the news. Great intro. Beth, you've, you've got something. So something that's been in the news lately has been that the birth rate is declining in the United States. And um, there's been a lot of speculation, but then this one article came out in Huffington Post and probably other places, but the title of the Huffington Post one is Everyone is Missing a Key Reason in the U.S. that the Birth Rate is Declining. And the uh, crux of this article is saying that women are punished professionally for having kids. Oh, yeah. And so... um, you know, this article talks about how this woman who worked at AT&T was, um, she had a baby and she came back to work and all of a sudden everyone was paying very close attention to whether she came into work a few minutes late or whatever. And she would get docked points for all of these little things, but her childless coworkers were not getting docked points for coming in late for the same things. Um, there's just a lot of 
perception of moms, women who are moms, that um, they're not working as hard as their peers. And so they're like watched with a more careful eye in the workplace, not to mention that um, the United States maternity leave policies are not really comparable to other developed countries. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this yeah. is the, the major, the major uh, part of the pay discrepancy. While there is definitely a pay discrepancy between men and, and women, the biggest part of it is women have babies and they remove themselves from the workforce and they they switch to part-time or flexible and that perception happens where they're seen as less reliable and so a huge part of the pay decrease comes from needing to be a mom which uh Right, but again I think a lot of it bec- is we're placing that on being a mom, but it's also because our the systems we have in place don't support women in being moms. Yeah. So they talk about how, you know, uh, women and their male partners, if they are, choose to have children, women will fall behind their spouses. But that only happens if they have um, babies within the specific gap. I think it's like age 28 to 35 or something like that. It's like a very hmm. – so if women have babies prior to age – 26 I'm getting this wrong but this is a ballpark. Yeah. They don't exp- they don't fall behind their male partners because it's before their careers have taken off, but this age between 26 to 35 or whatever it is is like a key point in where women's careers start to pick up momentum. So exactly when we had kids. So and it's exactly when most women would have kids and when it would be healthiest for them to have kids for their bodies. Yeah. So um, you know, that's why so many women, I think, especially in, you know, professional women that I've known, they, if they choose to have kids, it's not until their late thirties or early forties when it's just not as good for your body or easy for you. And it's harder to get pregnant. And so I think in this country, we've created a system that makes it very hard for women to have kids during the time when it would be healthiest for them to have kids. And we've made it very hard for them to give their children the attention they need. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, all these statistics about, you know, maternity leave and, you know, how it helps the baby and how it helps the baby develop. And it also, interestingly, I think um, there's all this information about how it, negatively affects companies to not have women in leadership roles. Companies perform better when they do, but women don't get to leadership roles if companies have policies that make it hard for women to have children and live their lives. Well, this is another great argument for paternity leave, which is if you normalize this for everybody, those effects have add add to balancing out the effect. Because if it, it becomes more relatable for more men to, to know that, oh, well, we've had a baby and you take some time off mm-hmm. and you have less of that. It just becomes more relatable for men. Uh, uh, one step closer to relating what it would be like to have to go through this as a woman. And part of that, part of the problem is just a, a lack of ability to have full empathy because you know, empathy you know, the ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes is limited by your personal experiences. Right. And, and making dad takes dads take time off as well, I think is a huge, a huge part of that. And I think what a lot of these like highly competitive companies are doing is they'll offer a certain amount of maternity leave, but it's sort of up to the employee as to whether they take it. So it's yeah. very subtle, but the employee is 
shamed if they actually do take it. They're looked down on for doing it, despite the fact that the policy allows for them to do it. So I think a lot of people, especially in like higher level CEO type roles, are not going to take their full maternity leave because they, you know, they want to be perceived as like aggressive and interested in their job. But my brother had to deal with this a little bit, obviously a much smaller degree where he was a single dad for a while. And when he had time off, like he's off, he took it all. And I think that's, uh, he caught just a tiny glimpse of what that's like, where everyone else is like, you're taking the time that you actually are given. People don't do that. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of, you know, weirdness around it. And I think, um, that story might be a lie. I don't remember who that was, but it might've been my brother. (laughs) Please write in if you are my brother. And that is true. Yeah. Okay. You're just making things up and just stories about men instead of women. Yeah, I'm giving the male perspective. <laughs> Great, thank you. Men are so shamed for having children, but no. Also, the data here shows that you know men are perceived as more valuable to the company when they have kids and harder working, whereas women are perceived as less valuable. And I think there's you know there's that saying: if you want something done, ask a busy mom, which I yeah. think is very true. When you become a mom, there's so much on your plate; you become much more efficient as a worker. And I think you know the moms I know are just incredibly hard workers. Like I I would just consider them invaluable to their company. You know, I had a talk with somebody in in the past uh, year where at their work, they were having a hard time uh, feeling like they were being recognized and they, it was a small company, so they didn't have a lot of money. And she, she was trying to justify getting a raise and she had people telling her like, you know, we want to give raises to everybody. There's not a ton of money, but there is these men in the company. They've had babies, you know, they, I can't not pay them. They have to support a family. Um, and the same, there haven't been women in the company who have had babies. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if, if that point of view would be different. Well, that's the thing is like you're this person you're talking about, like theoretically she could be trying to get pregnant, who knows? Mm-hmm. But that this attitude is making it harder for her because there there's just like there's so many biases we have against women and this idea that they're that women are emotional or whatever, that they're not focused. And it's just it's it's very contra- contrary to the actual facts. Yeah. Well there's still there's still that attitude that I, I think when men have babies and at work, they're like, oh, well, this guy's got to work hard and support a family, so we support you. Right. And you're more likely to get a raise. Um, and that's just a pers- – that's the madman view of the world that's – even for a progressive, you know, liberal uh, company, uh, that picture is still in your head. You well, know, I also will say, you know, as someone who's been, you know, trying to write comedy about being a mom and stuff, they're – Part of my drive is that this stuff just isn't talked about. So the female perspective on, you know, how hard it is to have a baby and be postpartum and, you know, it's like your body's been turned inside out and now you have to keep this tiny person alive for whatever. Like the reality of that situation is not given any credit or respect because in, in terms of like mass content and media, it's never talked about. Mm-hmm. And you know, even and it's there's again there's these like statistics about like when men and women are talking, if women take up fifteen or twenty percent, twenty five percent of the 
conversation men perceive them to be talking most of the time because of the bias that when women are talking, men are like, oh, shut up, basically. So when I, in my personal life, have been trying to pitch different ideas about the female experience, the response I get from both men and women is very like, oh, this has already been talked about to death. And I know based on my experience that it's barely been touched upon because there's so many uh, relevant experiences that I know that my female friends and the women in my mom groups have had that are so extreme and relatable and yet relatable that are just not even at all being touched upon in media. So I think it's like with this maternity leave stuff, I think there's still this like mass attitude of men and childless women where part of their brain is like a little bit like, Oh, you're getting a vacation. But you're not getting a vacation. It's like it's like if you were going to have surgery or something. Yeah. Like you're just surviving. Yeah. This is what you people and people don't. I mean, I was going to say people don't want two weeks off of work. I mean, that was a dumb thing because a lot of people do. But in certain certain professions, like being away from work, there's a, it's a ter- for me it's a terrifying feeling. Yeah, I want to. You're going to miss things. Like you w- want to be doing what you're doing, and you can, and you know that people are going to have to figure things on and move on, sort of without you. Mm-hmm. And and e- even if people are really open about it, there's something terrifying about you know moving your career forward by not being there. Right, but I mean yeah. things you know, have a way of moving on. The world moves on without us. Yeah. Not me. When I close my eyes, everything stops, right? No. Shoot. This has been another episode of We Know's Parenting. Uh, If you want to check out our other stuff, you can find me as one of the hosts of the Story Pirates podcast. Beth... Uh, you can find me on the Reductress Minute podcast and on Twitter at Beth New. And if you ever want to see me perform live in New York City, check out magnettheater.com where you can see me in Trike most Saturdays at the Magnet Theater at 9 p.m. You can find We Knows Podcast on Facebook and we're on Instagram and Twitter at We Knows Pod. Or send us an email with your questions or to share something about your parenting adventures at We Knows Pod at gmail.com. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.